Welcome back, guys, to Talking Apes. Uh, today we have on a very special guest, uh, Carlos Alvarez, who is the only uh, blind Hispanic black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, Carlitos, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, you guys, for the opportunity. It's very cool to be here with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I want to start from the start. You are from Ecuador. You were born there, raised there, and you got here recently uh, to the States. How did you get into jiu-jitsu? Uh, what was it like growing up in Ecuador? When did you lose your sight? All of that. So basically, I was born with a congenital glaucoma, and I lost my sight completely 10 years ago. I struggled all my life with vision problems, so I used to wear like a huge glasses in order to, to see, right? So when I used to go to the school or high school, the people used to make a lot of bullying because my eyes, because of the glaucoma. When you have glaucoma, your eyes get inflamed and also you get like you start to become blind and it's kind of hard because like I was super skinny and the people was always making fun of me because of my big eyes and also because I couldn't see very well. But the guys that were bullying me, they didn't know about my blindness. They only saw me as a different person and they, they were ju just making fun and make uh, and bullying on me all the time, right? Mm. So I was always tired about the bullying. So I wanted to learn how to defend myself. And one day in high school, uh, I had this huge blessing that a friend introduced me into Jiu-Jitsu because we used to have a class, uh, exercise class and in this class they used to have like uh, some taekwondo mats because they used to practice in the high school a long time ago some taekwondo and they used to have mats so my friend took this advantage of these mats and he started to like do yujiksu with the people like basically choke the people do flying <laughs> ambers and show all these crazy techniques right in school like at school yeah it's super cool so whenever i saw the uh, flying ambar, I fell in love immediately of mm. Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, wow, that's so awesome. I want to learn that. I need to do it. So I asked him for information, and he gave me the information. And I started to look for Jiu-Jitsu gyms near to my house. I found one. I started to go, and it was uh, like a, that was my first love. You know, like a, it was amazing. It became everything, and then I started to go, and I never stopped. Hmm. But did your did your friend actually, like, he was just uh, doing flying armbars? Like, did he know how to do jujitsu? He just wanted to pull up the taekwondo thing and just started hitting people with flying armbars. Like, was he? Did he know what he was doing? Yeah, yeah. He was a blue belt in jujitsu. He had like a three years training. Mm -hmm. So basically he had like a very good technique and he was fighting the people just to show them what Jiu-Jitsu was, oh, right? Okay, like uh, to make advertising of Jiu-Jitsu mm -hmm. and to get students for his school, well, the, the school that he was training. So mm -hmm. he was like uh, calling the attention of the people. 
Uh-huh. Say, and, like, try to beat me. Are you, are you <laughs> still, fight with me. Are you still friends with him? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, who wins right now if you guys go one-on-one? I don't know. It's <laughs> a challenge you gotta do. Yeah, because you he, call him out. he's a black belt now too, so... Damn. Is he Javier, the one that we met last week? That came no, to no, no, no. His other friend, his name is Ariel, and he's living in San Diego, California. Oh, wow. His name is Ariel Pereira. Why do you think people like after they start training jujitsu, like your friend right now who is a black belt and you who obviously committed to it, why do you think people once they start they devote so much of their life to it? Why is it it's almost like a drug, people get addicted to it? So this only happens to a few people. It's not to everyone. <laughs> because a lot of people try Jiu-Jitsu, uh-huh. but sometimes they give up. Mm. Because the people want the things quickly. Like a, in a microwave style. They want to become better, they want to uh-huh. be good, they want to win all the time. So it's not for everyone. Uh-huh. So only a, I always tell to the people like... A, Many are called, a few are chosen, right? Oh, and the chosen ones. It's true. So the chosen ones, <laughs> we have this strange mos- jiu-jitsu mosquito that bite us, and we became like super addict. We love it. It's like a, our passion, our best activity to do in the yeah. day. It's something super strange. You think it's something to do with like patience? More patient people are called to jujitsu. Yeah, more patient people. Also, people that like like the the physical touch because in jujitsu we have like a lot of physical touch. So mm-hmm. that I think maybe that's why too. You know. Mm. So and also it's super cool to be able to control and beat someone by choking the guy or breaking <laughs> the arm, yeah. controlling them without using any striking yeah, what's without your favorite? punching them or something like that. What's your favorite submission? My favorite submission is the armbar. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> the flying armbar. He's hit a yeah, lot of yeah. those on me, bro. <laughs> um, okay, so Carlito, so you started training with your friend. Mm-hmm. And how long was it before uh, you really begin to lose your vision and you go completely blind? So when I was 15, I lost the sight completely of my right eye. When I was 15, when I was till 16, till 19, I was losing my sight from my left eye, little by little. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 19, I got the possibility to do two surgeries in my eyes. Because what happened with glaucoma is that the glaucoma makes that the pressure of the optic nerve goes up so we all have mm. this optic nerve that is ubicated in our brains mm. and this nerve has a pressure and the glaucoma makes the pressure go up and when the pressure goes goes up you start to lose your sight completely mm. little by little mm-hmm. so there is no cure and there is nothing that you can do about it you're gonna go blind so in that time they were trying to do some surgeries to put the pressure of my optic nerve down 
or stable and so they told me that there was the possibility that if they do it that I could recover a little bit of the vision of my left eye or maybe lose my sight completely so I was like a very positive so I did it so they did the surgeries on my eyes and unfortunately with the time I became to lose completely all my all my sight mm -hmm. so yeah the surgery was well so i want to ask how obviously it was difficult going through that process how did you i guess fight that feeling you know when you know you're going to lose your sight and you're working through that process what was the thing that gave you the most release and relief from that i think faith in God, because I grew up in a super Christian family, my mother is a pastor, so she was always talking to me about God, about the Bible, about that I, I don't have to give up, never, that God was always taking care of me, and that God keeps, keeps the hardest battle to the toughest warriors, and... Yeah. That maintained me a little bit up, but I was super depressed. Like yeah. I, I had a time that I was so depressed that I got mad with God. I got mad with everyone. I was pissed off all the time. <laughs> like I, I had a very crazy season in my life when I was 19 till I was 22. So basically, I, 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 I had very, very hard times, but the activity that kept me alive was jiu-jitsu <laughs> so i could say that god and jiu-jitsu were those things that pushed me to continue going in my life yeah. god does jiu-jitsu <laughs> he's up there rolling with, all, with yeah. all of us yeah um so then when you turned 22 right you came to the states to miami yeah I had the possibility to come here to study in a rehab center for blind people because unfortunately in my country is super tough, mm -hmm. super tough for people with blindness to go to college and to get a job. They discri discriminate a lot the people with disabilities mm -hmm. so i couldn't do anything when i was in my country and the only activity that i was able to do was jiu-jitsu <laughs> <laughs> so thanks god i had this opportunity to come to study to this rehab center and then from there i went to miami Day college to take english classes and to do more stuff, you know. Mm. I, I got many, many good opportunities to success in this country. Mm. But basically, yeah, when I was 22, I got that big blessing to mm. come here. And, and so, so how, long ago was, how, how long ago was that? That was in 2015. So seven years ago. Seven years ago. When you wow. were 22. Mm -hmm. And you speak English so well. Thank you very much. It's because <laughs> I used to date an uh, American girl, so she helped me a lot. She helped me a lot English. Yeah. I, I still making some mistakes, you know, but I try to fix it every day. It's like unique, so I try to learn every day. Yeah. 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 No, you're gonna, definitely. People say go on like Duolingo and stuff to learn language, but the best thing you can do is just date a girl from that country, right? Of course. That's the best. <laughs> 
especially because she didn't know any Spanish. Yeah. So it was only speaking in English. So you met her and you didn't speak English and she didn't speak Spanish. I was able to speak a, a super broken English. Mm. Uh -huh. a super broken. I was, I, I was, I used to go like uh, to English classes and I was learning. Uh -huh. uh, I was super into learning, so I started to listen videos and everything, mm -hmm. and she helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I can yeah. imagine. Mm -hmm. yeah, where, where did you meet her? Here or in Ecuador? I met her in the rehab center for mm -hmm. blind people here in Miami. Awesome. Yeah. Mm, she's also blind. Uh, no, no, she's she's able to see. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um. So then you get to the rehab center, and you have this amazing idea to start a very cool program that's called Blind Warriors. And what's that about? So Blind Warriors Jiu Jitsu is a social project that uh, basically I teach Jiu Jitsu to blind and visually impaired people for free. Wow. Mm. Every weekend I do it in in the gym that I train and that I teach that is called Gamma Martial Arts. And my professor Enrique gave me the opportunity to do the classes there. But before, I used to do it in the patio of my house. <laughs> Everything came because when I came to this rehab center for blind people, like uh, I received so much, like uh, so much knowledge. I learned how mm -hmm. to speak in English. I also learn how to use the Viking, how to read and write in Braille, how to use technology for the blind. So I learned so many things and I was feeling in like a super good. I was feeling fantastic and I wanted yes. to do something to help the blind community because there are many blind people out that they are feeling depressed, that they are feeling afraid of going out. And I understood that situation completely. So I wanted to do something. And then like, uh, I had this revelation that came from God, I think. Yeah. And then like, I was like, because when I came to USA, I was a purple belt, three stripes. Mm -hmm. And I was in the, with the best cardio ever because I was doing like uh, four hours of training every day in Ecuador and also I used to do crossfit, lifting yeah. weights. So I was in like a super good shape. Mm -hmm. And what's the best cardio? Hmm? What's the best cardio for you? You think? Uh, jiu Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> because crossfit and lifting weights is good, but the, the cardio for Jiu Jitsu is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. But it's good. Whenever you get good, you can do like a 10 rolls, 11 rolls, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. You know? In great but, shape. So basically, I always wanted to do that, and then I started to work. So I began, began on, on the patio of my house, and I started to invite the people from the rehab center. <laughs> I was doing advertising of Jiu-Jitsu and everything, and showing talk techniques to the blind people and they like it and they started to come mm. yeah. so, and you're and fucking them up in the patio of your yard <laughs> yeah with i got some mats and, and i started to teach there yeah that's awesome yeah. you you were telling me in the car ride that a lot of the people wouldn't be consistent because they were like afraid or nervous or, or insecure or whatever um do you think a lot of the people that kept going are helped because of jujitsu and how it like teaches you confidence and all this good stuff 
So basically, it really helps the mm. blind people. But it's super sad that sometimes they don't want to try because they feel afraid, you know? Mm. They, they get confused when they listen to the word jiu-jitsu because they think, this is kung fu, they are going <laughs> to kick my face, they are going to punch me, and I don't want to do that. But I had to explain, no, it's a grappling style, it's very similar than wrestling, but with uniform, it's perfect for blind people. So I always try to motivate them, and the people that had done it, they change completely mm -hmm. in a 180 degree way you know like i can feel it in their voices and everything like they had changed mm -hmm. in many good ways mm -hmm. it's worth it you know yeah do you think uh, you think you're able um for your circumstances you're able to teach people who are like visually impaired better than other teachers i think so Mm -hmm. because like uh, in all my 13 years that I had been training Jiu-Jitsu, like I, I, since I became blind, uh, I received a lot of help from many, many professors, mm -hmm. right? And, and I always like uh, save all the information that they gave me. And, and I always, when I, when, when I began to teach to blind people, I was like, uh, I am the perfect person to do it because I know mm -hmm. how I will like that yeah. someone teach me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I started to explain with the better details mm -hmm. that I could with all the adjustments, explaining everything and making the blind people to feel every movement mm -hmm. and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. He he does the morning classes, right? So you have to come to one of them. Oh yeah, I definitely will. Because he he teaches everything like very detail based. It's not like obviously like oh, that's what look at this. You know, he tells you you have to feel this way. You have to feel your weight here. You have to pull him this way. So it's a very yeah. interesting way of learning. Yeah, it's, the thing is that since I became began to teach uh, blind people whenever i teach to sighted people i am thinking that i am teaching to the blind and uh, try to explain everything it's yeah but you're offering a different perspective funny. definitely yeah like instead of just and the people like it yeah, yeah i i think i like that way more actually feeling the movement instead of just looking at someone do it i mm. feel like that's so more in depth you mm. should come to them feel you man i teach the 7 a.m class so. Yeah, he's wanted to come, but you've been like sick or something, yeah. and and he hasn't been able to. He's running but around the world. Whenever, whenever you get better and you wanna come, you're more than welcome to Thank come you. to try a class, and you can see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I explain every detail so well, like because it's important, you know. Yeah. Which yeah. was uh, which was your toughest belt to get, or your I guess your favorite period. My toughest belt to get was the... Mm, I think the white belt. Because <laughs> white belt is the toughest one. Like, I got my blue belt and I was so happy that I got my blue belt. So white belt, I think, is the toughest one. Mm. Because in the beginning, sucks. Yeah, in a huge way because you get tapped so much. People smash you all mm. the time, especially if you are little. In my case, I was always like 130 pounds, 135 pounds. Mm. And all my classmates were huge. And when I began to train, like all of them, 
they already have like six month training, one year training, so they used to smash me yeah. every day. And you have to be very brave yeah. in the wiper because it's tough. Sometimes it's like a, you want to give up, you want to drop the towel, and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Yeah. What's the point if these guys are kicking my butt every day? But then that's when you had to have a lot of determination because mm. you gotta fight for it. You had to continue going, you had to train every day. Because when you practice something every day, you will become good, no yeah. matter what. So, and then in the final, you're gonna learn. So, I think that the toughest belt is the white belt. Mm. And then when you receive the blue belt, it's like, wow, <laughs> so awesome! I got my blue belt. Mm. Super cool. So, I am thinking that the best belt is the blue to get, but the toughest. The toughest one is the white belt, for well, sure. I thought you started, I don't know anything, I thought you started with the white belt, you started with Noba. Well, he yes. was saying the toughest to progress through. Like yeah, the, the toughest, toughest to progress is the white belt, and the most beautiful belt to get is the blue belt. Mm -hmm. Because you feel so accomplished after uh, earning that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, finally, I am not a white belt. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know? How was getting your black belt and that whole process? Like, how did that moment feel when you finally got it? It was amazing. It yeah. was insane because my professor from Ecuador, he came oh, to wow. Miami, Florida. To, he came to Gamma Filio and he talked to the professor Enrique and they agreed about giving me the black belt. So they did like a very good, very special belt ceremony. Mm -hmm. And man, it took me 11 years to get my black belt. A long time. Yeah. Uh, it was a, like a, a long process. Mm. And many, many tears, a lot of sweat, blood, sacrifices made. It was insane. It was one of the best days of my life, mm. you know. Wow. It was um, the best experience ever. Yeah. I cry. I cry a lot. I cry like <laughs> a baby, you know. <laughs> When I received the black belt, I was like, I cannot believe. Thank you, God. Thank you, people. This is so amazing, you know. Yeah. And I just cry and cry, and I was so happy. But also, it challenged me to become better. Because yeah. whenever you receive a belt in Jiu-Jitsu, you, you always think, I am not ready yet. Yeah. Mm. I am not ready to be a blue belt. I am not ready to be a purple belt. I am not ready to be a brown belt. And when you receive it, you're still feeling no ready. Mm -hmm. But that helps you because it gives you more m motivation to work even harder. Mm -hmm. Especially when you become a, be a, a black belt, you become a huge target. Because yeah. everybody wants to submit the black belt. Yeah. White belts, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, they just want to submit the black belt. They want to say, I submitted the black belt, you know? Yeah. And it's tough, you know? Yeah, you gotta defend it. You gotta defend the title. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So you gotta work hard. Mm -hmm. But you're competing, no? Also? Yeah, yeah, I am always competing. Mm. Um, we're competing this weekend. Yeah, we're competing this weekend the Miami International Open. This no? is going to be the third time you face up against uh, João Miao, right? Yeah, third time. Is, It's insane. Yeah, one of <laughs> the best jiu-jitsu grapplers basically of all time. He's a 10 times world champion. World champion in blue belt, world champion in purple belt, world wow. champion in brown belt, world champion in black belt, uh, adult and master one. Wow. Five days ago, he just won the Pan Am's Nogi. 
So he's a beast. How? He's the number one in the ranking in my division. How, yeah. how do you feel like knowing that you're going up against this person that has won all of these world titles? It's super cool. Yeah. It's an amazing experience because it's a huge blessing that I had the possibility to fight this type of people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a huge learning experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good, man, because whatever thing could happen, imagine if I beat the guy, yeah. whatever thing, like, uh, because we are all human beings, you know, yeah. he has arms, legs, yeah. neck. You're going after those. So if he makes a little mistake and give me the opportunity, I'm going to try to break his arm or, <laughs> or toehold him or choke him, you know, yeah. because I am fighting. I, I want to win, you know. Mm. How were the first two roles with him, the first two times you went against him? Tough, super tough. tough. He's yeah. so fast, mm. so technical. Mm. His abilities are insane, like, pfft. Yeah. The, so, but I was happy because it was not that crazy i was thinking that i was going to last like two minutes <laughs> two minutes and a half that he was going to kick my butt quickly that he was going to submit me fast but it took him five minutes and 30 seconds to submit me you know yeah. and the fight was six minutes yeah so it took him a while yeah, it took him a while to pass my half guard it took him a while to submit me so I am doing the, something good, you know? Yeah. yeah. What do you think I am is, fighting too, you know? What do you think is like the strength of your game? The strength? Yeah. What's your biggest strength? Mm, I think I have a, ha very good grips. And my game is yeah. <laughs> I like to play guard a lot. Yeah, me too. And, and my special, uh, uh, like a, my strongest positions are close guard and deep half guard deep half. so i feel very comfortable from there so when i have me i have me a couple of times in my deep half guard and i was think really really thinking that i was i i was able to sweep him yeah but unfortunately he passed my guard but mm. it took him like three minutes to pass my guard yeah. so mm. it was like a it was a battle but it was not something that was like oh that this was insane he just Tappy, in a classic way, like my professor Enrique do every day, you know? <laughs> it was nothing insane. Yeah. That's why I am saying that he's a human being. He's a beast. I, yeah. I am not underestimating him. He's awesome. He's super cool. Mm. He's the toughest guy. He wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I am saying is that I believe that I have the possibility every time that every time that I fight with him to do a little better. Mm-hmm. That's such a good mindset, I think, to have. You you did better in the second fight, no? Did yes. You, you escaped the Barato Plata? Plata, yes. Yeah. It was super cool. I was studying with my friends, with Max, with Jose, with many guys from the gym, how to escape from the Barato Plata, uh-huh. with Juan, and, and I found a way to do it. And in the second time, it worked. Nice. So when he put set up the first Barato Plata, I was able to escape and I scored two points. Hmm. <laughs> so it was, was insane. And then he put me in the second Barato Plata, he switched the arm and he almost broke my biceps. So, but it took him five minutes to do it. So yeah. 
which is good. Mm-hmm. Bueno, so probably you'll get him the third time. And if yeah. not the yeah. fourth, and if not the fifth, and you keep going. I am super happy and super motivated to do, to do this third one. He's a beast. I have mm. so much respect for him. Yeah. But I am saying that he's also a human being, you know? Whatever yeah. thing could happen. Anything could happen. Um, yeah. possibilities. A- another one of your, like, strengths that you were telling me about in the car, you were saying that since you lost your sight, um, your sense of touch is so much better refined and so much more accurate. How do you think that has made your jujitsu better? In huge ways, because I always tell to the people that my hands are my eyes. Mm. So I need to touch everything in order to know how it looks. Mm. Because like uh, I used to have vision before now, so I try to visualize everything in my mind whenever I touch it. And then, uh, I, I am using my hands all the time. Mm-hmm. So for Jiu-Jitsu, uh, my hands are my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I, when I touch, I try to visualize and I try to be as tight as I come from with my opponent to have more connection. And I started to do like a many exercises with my hands and my sense of touch is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's super developed. Are any of your other senses heightened, you say? Uh, unfortunately, so my smelling is really good. Unfortunately, <laughs> I say unfortunately <laughs> because sometimes I have to smell bad stuff, you know, like, <laughs> especially in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't rolling, especially in Nogi. I don't know why Nogi is more stinky than with the gi. But, <laughs> but my nose is so strong. Yeah. Mm. I remember that my cousin used to make fun of me and he used to tell me, you have like a German shepherd police yeah. knows because I was able to smell stuff I am able to smell stuff from super long distances yeah. it's insane it's, it's like a I feel like a superhero sometimes while <laughs> smelling good thing yeah. I took a shower yeah. before we do the podcast which is good but sometimes it's bad because when yeah. I are cooking something it's good delicious I yeah. smell it <laughs> but when something stings it's, it's yeah. worse can't escape it yeah you can't escape it um, Carlitos, what's like your next goal that you're working towards in your life? Obviously, you've you've reached a black belt with, with which you know even being able to to see is an incredible achievement. You've started an amazing program with Blind Warriors. What is your next um, like goal of your life? My next goal is continue competing and continue helping the blind community. My main goal is to have a jiu-jitsu team of blind competitors. Like go to all the competitions and make all the blind people compete and fight against people that are able to see. Mm -hmm. And make this grow, this movement of the blind warriors grow. That's my main goal. And also I wanna win some tournaments because I had done it in the past. So I think that I can continue doing it. Mm -hmm. And also in the future, if God allows me to have my own family, like to get married, have children, and also to have my own jiu-jitsu gym. Mm -hmm. Those kids are going to be disgusting at (laughs) jiu-jitsu. They're going to be so good. Instead of diapers, geese. (laughs) (laughs) No diapers. Straight out, straight out. Immediately. That's what I was going to ask you. So I guess there's no competition or tournament set up for 
athletes with disabilities in jiu-jitsu yet? They have in Brazil a program called Para Jiu-Jitsu that is Jiu-Jitsu for people with disabilities, but it's mm -hmm. only in Brazil. I think they are trying to make it more bigger, but they are working on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but here in USA, I had a friend that he's also blind, and he's a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. His name is Angel Adorno, and he's working. He has a non-profit that is called No Limits Jiu-Jitsu, and basically he's doing the same thing as me as with blind warriors but he's trying to work to do competitions with brackets with blind people only that's sick so mm. i think he's gonna get ready with that soon but i don't know what's happening but i i i i wish that he can do it because it's a big possibility for people with blindness mm -hmm. or also for with other disabilities to, to do mm -hmm. it, you know, to yeah. compete, to have that experience. Mm -hmm. I'm going to that first tournament just to watch you kick ass. He's, he's, <laughs> he's fighting on, on Saturday. No, I'll be there. I'm also competing. But I've been out oh, of you're competing too? Yeah. Super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I wait. I've been out of training for like two weeks though, so I got to figured this out come to come to no gamafilia this no week yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, tomorrow tomorrow morning class oh you have class tomorrow yeah tomorrow i teach at 7 a.m okay yeah if you want to come come Bet, let's locked. do it all right locked. we'll see you tomorrow carlito yeah <laughs> yeah super um good. there this is also super different from what we were talking about but there's something i wanted to ask you mm -hmm. how do you use your phone oh my phone so my phone <laughs> is a iphone we are doing video, right? So yeah, you can pull it out. Go ahead. This is my phone. It's an iPhone 11. Oh, so Steve Jobs is a genius. <laughs> the guy that invented Apple is was a genius. Uh, he invented a program designed for the blind and the visual impaired people that is called VoiceOver. Mm. So basically, it's a screen reader. Speech mm -hmm. on and with commands I just need to touch the screen and this thing is gonna read me everything 8.08 p.m. 8.08 p.m. Sunday October 16 Sunday October 16 Instagram so basically I, I am able to listen all the notifications with some commands and I am able to use Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, sending emails and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. So basically all the Apple products have this program and also uh, Android has a very similar program. Mm -hmm. So, so basically the technology is super good now and the blind people has the possibility to use computers, phones, tablets. Yeah. It's something very cool that they did to mm. help. You've you've been growing a bunch on social media after that video with with Matt Maid. Yeah, with Matt Maid, that was awesome. What what happened? Uh, like in that video, could you explain a little bit? So how I got that interview? Yeah, and how everything happens. So I went to compete the Atlanta International Open mm. in. When was September 24? Mm -hmm. So I had to fight Miyao again. So I fought Miyao for the second time. And a lot of people was recording the match. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when the people 
listened that I am a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. They think, oh, he's just a black belt because he's blind, poor blind guy. They give him the black belt, you know, <laughs> and they don't believe that I know how to do the techniques, that I know how to fight, that if you give me your arm, I'm going to amber you, you yeah. know? <laughs> so basically a lot of people was recording and they saw my fight. And I was able to show some very nice techniques of how I escaped from uh, the submission and how I escaped from his back and how I, I was defending myself and trying to survive. So when the fight finished, a lot of people came to me and they congratulated me. I felt like I won because I received a medal and a lot of people came to ask me for pictures and things like that. And was super cool. And then this guy came from nowhere and he's like, wow, that was awesome. His name is Kenny, Kenny Kim, mm -hmm. that he's the creator of Mad Mate. And he was like, hey man, you are so cool. You are an inspiration. Can you tell me uh, about yourself? And he started to ask me questions. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I had this pro, this page that is called Mad Make and I do interviews. Can I make you a real quick interview? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do so it. we went, he sat me in a chair and he started to make the questions. And then he uh, posted the video after mm -hmm. that. But I was thinking that I didn't know because I don't use too much Instagram. I use more my Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how big was the deal. You know, I was thinking maybe it's an interview for himself. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's going to post it later because I didn't know who was Kenny Kim. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't know anything about Mad Mate. Mm -hmm. So for, and then like I was like, I didn't want to say nothing to nobody because I was not sure when he was going to post it. Yeah. So I just went to, came back to Miami. I started to train again, to teach. I was getting focused for the next competition. And then my ex, my phone started to explode with notifications. This guy tagged me on the video. He invited me to be a co-author in the video and everything. And then he sent me a message saying that the video uh, is, touching a lot of people and everything yeah, and then it's insane because right now it has like a one million and a half of views and also yeah. 79,000 likes and like a almost 2,000 comments it's uh -huh. insane Man, that's so cool because yeah. you on a daily basis like with blind warriors you inspire and you help so many people and that's amazing and beautiful but so many people saw that video and saw the message that you're putting out there and you're moving so many people. That just must feel so good for and, you. Yeah, it feels really cool that my story is touching people and motivating people because that's my goal, you know? Yeah. My goal is to help people and to motivate them, you know? Yeah. To show them that nothing is impossible, that yeah. if you have faith that you can do it and you work hard for it, it's gonna happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that nothing, nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. If you believe that you can do it, you will do it. Yeah. Did you have someone to look up to like that when you were a little bit younger? Uh, so my cousin, I have my cousin, his name is Andres Bonilla. He helped me a lot and I used to look for him. He was like a, a little bit older than me 
And when I became blind, he was also uh, a blue belt and he helped me a lot. And he was super talented in jiu-jitsu. So I always look for him. He was like a, my example. The, in, in, the, in the schools, we used to call him Berimbolo Kit because he <laughs> loved to do Berimbolos and he was insane. And he was like a, my superstar, right? Yeah. Because he helped me a lot. That's awesome. yeah. He was always guiding me to the trainings, guiding me to the seminars, to the competitions, to every, to all the places. He helped me like nobody's business and I am super thankful with him. So he's like a superhero for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I always look for him, like, yeah. for him. I think that that's what you're becoming also for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like if you, I don't know, 10 years ago were to see yourself and then see this person who's competing in these very high levels and then being in interviews and getting so much like traffic, I guess, like I, you know, that's inspiration. And I think that Absolutely. you're doing that, honestly. Yeah, that's my mission, you know? Yeah, Inspire. I think you're doing good. <laughs> Your uh, mission almost accomplished. What's the, the next step is what? Beating this guy on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> Try to fight in the best way as possible, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. You know? And is that? But miracles happen, you know? Yeah, and I was so gonna good. ask about that, like, um, Obviously, you're a black belt, so you're, it's like the epitome of jiu-jitsu, right? That's a black belt. Is How much is, because uh, I was thinking about from what you've learned and fighting him twice already, you could like kind of gear your game a little bit to see like how to play against him a little bit better. But also, he's definitely evolved as, as, a, as a fighter. So how much of jiu-jitsu is still evolving and coming up with your own theory of new moves and stuff? And how much is just being better at executing the moves that are already been said, I guess. So do you, do you do that a little bit? Do you try and develop new moves or just perfect the ones that are already said? I try to perfect the ones that are, are already exist. And also I try to create my own moves. Mm -hmm. I had some positions that I had put my own adjustment or my invention or something, you know, mm -hmm. like a, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to give those away though, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, no, no, I always share everything that I know to my students. You know, I always believe that sharing is super important. So I always try to develop. You know, do you I, think I, I try to create techniques and mm -hmm. also I try to get better in the ones that already exist. Do you but, think? Sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what I was going to say that, like. Uh, Becoming better in the techniques that already exist is the best way to, yeah. to get better. Yeah. Do you think jujitsu has changed over time? Yes. Okay. In a big way because a lot of people are creating new submissions and positions and guards. So mm. it's a sport that is always growing and improving and people are trying to develop more you know mm -hmm. and improve more so it's one of one of the coolest videos or kind of one of the ways that i got introduced to jujitsu i don't practice it but like it's always been interesting to me um you know earlier we were talking about how you listen to some podcasts and you listen to joe rogan <laughs> i forgot the name of his friend who's like a huge conspiracy theorist eddie, eddie bravo yeah eddie bravo, oh, eddie bravo yeah. <laughs> and i remember i remember watching a video of him against one of the gracies and he beat him Really? I think twice. Yeah, he beat a uh, Royler Gracie. Yeah, and uh -huh. that was shocking to a lot of people, like at least to me, because this guy's supposed to be like 
Where the the star like what did he did he start jujitsu or? Hoyler Gracie is, I think, third generation. Yeah, of... he was the I think he was the grandson of Ilio mm-hmm. Gracie, mm-hmm. and he was a badass, just like me, yeah, world champion and mm-hmm. everything. And this Eddie Bravo, he was just a regular black belt that had to fight him in a competition, and he used this technique that he invented. And he beat him. He yeah. choked. Do you guy. remember what the technique was? It was a triangle from Robert Garrett. It was crazy oh, to wow. watch. Have you guys seen that video? I don't think I've seen it. It's Did you cool. find it, Ryan? I've seen the full... I've seen, I don't have the internet. It's up. insane. He had you, him can, in, you can, though. He, he had him on splits for like 10 minutes. I don't know how. Yeah. You gotta be real flexible. Yeah, I've seen the whole mm-hmm. fight. And they were like in a, they were like in a light I think we watched like it together. Long time. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. Is that in the gear or no gear? It was no, I think was one no was gi. no, yeah. No one gi. was with the gi and mm-hmm. one was no gi. Okay, because now Eddie Bravo with 10th Planet, they only do no gi, right? Yeah, they okay. only do no gi. It's because he's more focused with the guys that do MMA, okay. UFC. He was yeah. like a more patient, patient about it. Uh-huh. Have you trained anywhere else in Miami besides uh, Gamma Filio? Yes. I train eight months in a gym called Mario Sperry's Of course. Yeah, Mario Sperry just got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. ADCC. Mm-hmm. So I trained with him for eight months. And then before that, I used to train in a place called Combat Sports Arena, Super Little Gym. But the professor was super cool. He was, uh, his name is Carlos Ceballos, and mm-hmm. he's a brown belt three stripes he was super good it was a small school but i had a lot of fun and before that i used to train in a place called alliance jiu-jitsu south florida in broward in hollywood boulevard Um, it was a little bit far from here so so carlitos we we pulled up the fight of eddie bravo and hoyler on the tv do you think you can find like the submission it was at adcc by the way oh it was at adcc yeah Interesting. 2003. There it is. Yeah, at the end, you see like Joe Rogan running on the. <laughs> really? Yeah, and he cries and he's like, I cannot believe that I submit him. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed insane. to happen. It's, it's right? like if I submit me, yeah, I'm going to cry. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there so it is. that's a submission right there. Yeah. Wow. It's a triangle. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Nah, it was insane. The second fight is also insane. Yeah. Very and he got so famous because of that. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eddie Bravo. And now it's a hu- it's huge in UFC. Huge. Like you have you have uh, like what the Charles Oliveira is like his best. And he has many feast. schools, Saturday. many Saturday. many schools all over the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, once you beat the Gracie, then yeah, you already yeah, have. Yeah, once the... you beat a, a Gracie, you're a beast. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any Gracies still competing right now? There is this guy called I think his name is. He trains in Atos. His name is. I think it's hmm. Jonadas or hmm. Jonas. It's a strange Brazilian name, but it's Gracie. Isn't there Jonadas like... Gracie, Jonathan Gracie? Yeah. I don't remember. I well, think one but he trains in too. Atos. And also, there is a guy called Igor Gracie that he is still competing, continue hmm. competing. Isn't there like someone? Because I've hear I've heard a lot about this guy called Ryan something. Uh, Gordon, Ryan. Gordon Ryan, Gordon Ryan, Gordon Ryan, like taking over. Yeah, yeah, no, smashing. Gordon Ryan is the king. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he has yeah, destroyed yeah, all the, the toughest guys. 
in we, the planet. We had a, he came to my school to do a seminar in Boston because oh, my coach is friends awesome. with him. But I, I missed it that weekend oh. because I went to New York for my dad's birthday. Damn. But Sorry, Gordon, Dad, I can't come wow. this year. If, if Gordon's watching this, I'll, I'll get that, that seminar one day, man. Yeah, we're coming Hopefully. for your head. Hopefully. <laughs> you should come on the pod. You should, you one day, man. is over after you meet us. <laughs> why is he so good why is he so he's dude he's he's huge he's super technical he trains like, like nobody else john donner 40 pounds and oh. he's huge he's a my professor enrique called him the white gorilla yeah <laughs> he look, yeah he looks like a white gorilla his, his coach john donner is like super tough the best mma coach of all time and people think he only does jiu-jitsu but this guy drives striking kicks like name it he's the man I'm pretty sure Gordon said like once uh, Donaher's out of the picture, he's, he's done. done. Yeah. yeah, he's done. The thing is that what happened is that John Donaher is recognized as the best jiu-jitsu instructor in the planet, mm. hmm. in the entire planet, because all his students are super successful in mm. jiu-jitsu and also in MMA. George St. Pierre, oh, eh, I didn't know he was a... Yeah, John Danaher student for Jiu-Jitsu. This guy's a machine. So he has like a, a lot of super good students. And right now, the king is Gordon Ryan. Yeah. 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 He's also yeah. super popular because he just talks so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like yeah, he yeah. writes down the submission that he's going to get on the guy on a piece of paper, gives it to the judges before the oh fight. Oh, my God. And yeah, then he submits him. He's, yeah. a like, he's an animal and he's like popularized yeah. he's he's very he's um it's very like controversial because some people say he's he's ruining the sport and you know because jujitsu they do the it's honor not, yeah jujitsu is very yeah what like carlitos what do you yeah, think about that do you i think... don't like the way that he does it but he's a beast you know yeah okay. he can he can't, speak all the shit that. that he wants because he's beating everyone you know yeah. do, you, do you think it's good for the sport though because no it, no it's not good really what? you don't think so more audience you don't think it's better no, because it causes many problems, you know, like uh, too much, uh, how I can say the word, ad- adver- adversity adversity mm. between people, you know, mm. and I don't believe that that should be like that, you know, mm-hmm. you have to respect, respect your opponents always and don't go that deep with insults and everything. Mm. I know he's a beast. He's awesome. <laughs> I, I would love to learn from him something or to roll with him. But the way that he does it, to, I know he does it to make money. Yeah. Because for some reason, there are a lot of people that like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's like McGregor, so, you know, you gotta like... Nah, so he knows how to advertise himself mm. in order to call the attention of the people. Okay. I know that he only does it because of money, mm. because I had listened that he's a super nice person, that yeah. he's super, super cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like Whenever. hyping up the pay-per-view, you know, yeah. you right. talk shit to the opponents yeah. and mm-hmm. people to buy. So, and he's going to listen to this podcast, so it's going to be cool. Yeah. Like Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to tag him. From a noob perspective, which is my perspective in jiu-jitsu, uh, if, if jiu-jitsu is best when there's that element of respect and, and kind of that philosophy, then why is it that he's he's adopt by adopting this style like he's beating everyone, like isn't someone who's gonna be fully mastering the jujitsu that we are that you guys are pur- like purporting and talking about? Shouldn't he be able to beat Gordon Ryan, or is it just this guy is just brute strength gorilla and he'll you know? No, it's it's definitely not just brute strength. It's just he's a beast. One, 
he has strength. He just doesn't follow, I guess, the ideals of like honor, respect. But he's just a beast. But yeah, is that is that anything. is that the philosophy of jujitsu? Is how to be best at jujitsu? Or that's not so? I mean, bro, there, I are, there are many ways to talk about the philosophy of jujitsu. For example, the main goal is to submit your opponent. They said that whenever you have technique, that the technique beats strength, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, Jiu-Jitsu was created so that someone that is weak and little could survive or beat someone that is bigger yeah. until the bigger person learns Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> because then it's going to be a problem. But basically, <clears throat> it's more about... Uh, self-defense mm. style, you know? Mm -hmm. Because for example, I am totally blind, I am 135 pounds, and yes, I am a black belt, but let's say that if I am in a party or in a place with a lot of people and someone come to attack me and grab me, no no punching me or kicking me, but trying to choke me, and this person doesn't know any jiu-jitsu, I'm gonna be able to eat that guy like a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna submit the guy like nobody's business and I'm gonna <laughs> defend myself even yeah. if the guy is like 100 pounds heavier than me you know have so, you have you ever had to defend yourself like that and uh, no no okay yeah yeah is that true yeah, no but it's something that really works you know mm. so one philosophy is yeah. a self-defense self-defense style and the other philosophy is the submission is the solution. <laughs> you know, like, if you submit the guy, you are super cool, which is true, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the most important thing, I think, is to share this art to hmm. the majority the, of the people in the planet. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it brings so many benefits, so mm -hmm. many benefits mm -hmm. for your health, for your life. And everybody's able to do it. Families, like women, men, old men, teenagers, kids. Mm. So it's always good to share this for everyone, you know? Yeah. To, so that the people don't feel afraid, like, oh no, this guy that speaks shit, and I don't wanna do that because this guy is too violent or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's always good to share that Jiu-Jitsu is a sport for the family mm. and for everyone you know yeah it's a, cool way and it. it's a it's a cool way to find peace and to find a good therapy yeah you know it's so. definitely helped me with that it slows me down so much i yeah. usually have so many thoughts going like bah, 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 bah. and then going to jujitsu it's just like slow yeah, yeah. and after, after rolling is the best feeling ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that endorphin it rush it just oh you're so right. It feels good. It's, a, it's it. a meditation, man. Yeah. That's what it is. So yeah. basically, the, 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 the main philosophy is like to share the art to mm -hmm. everyone and that everyone is capable to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's your favorite part about jujitsu? Because you said there's so many benefits. What's your favorite benefit? Is it to defend yourself? Is it that this art of sharing or what is it that you find you get the most out of? Number one, that I am able to defend myself and that I am able to feel more confidence about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel brave, I feel strong, I feel like a, I a have beast. a super power. Yeah. I feel like a superhero, man. Yeah, no, Javi was like telling a, us that you can get to your head, like you want to just sometimes... <laughs> 
You I, might want to just get into a fight just to show it off. Nah. Because I can do that things that people cannot do, you know? Like, uh, mm. I can do, like, a front rolls, back rolls. I can invert myself. <laughs> I can. I know how to choke someone. And it's, it's a big power, but also it's a big responsibility, mm. you know? So you, you, you need to know how to take care of that, right? Yeah. So in my case, it gives me a lot of confidence because if I go out to the street to walk, maybe with my dog because I had a guide dog or with my cane, I'm going to be comfortable because I know if anyone is going to try to attack me, that I'm going to be able to defend myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my case, I am blind, so if the guy punch me, it's over, you know? <laughs> but if he, the guy is trying to control me by grabbing me, it's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, you he's know? fucked. Yeah. Um, every morning when we walk into to the 7 a.m. classes, we'll, we walk up to Carlitos, we say, Carlitos, like, nice to see you. And he says, nice to hear you. <laughs> so, Carlitos, why, like, why do you think you're always so positive and so happy to train and so, like, you have such a good outlook about everything despite your condition? It's because I always try to see, literally, the, the, the glass uh, half full mm -hmm. than half empty. Yeah, nice. Uh, I always try to, if the lives give me lemons, I'm going to do a lemonade, you know? Yeah. I try to be positive because when I was 19, I got super depressed because of my blindness and I was pissed off all the time. I was a super different guy than mm. I am now. So I, I, I got tired of being depressed. I got yeah. tired of, of always looking the bad thing, the bad side of the stuff. So I started to be more positive, more thankful with God and with all the blessings that we receive every day because maybe my eyes don't work, but my brain is working perfectly. Yeah. Uh, my body is working perfectly. I am able to do push-ups. I am able to do squats. I am able to do exercise. I am able to breathe, to walk, to do many things. So I just want to be positive and thankful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I got tired. Oh, I really got tired of complaining. Yeah, you know, complaining is the best, is the, is the, is the worst thing that you can do, you know, mm -hmm. because if you start to complain about everything, I believe a lot in the good energies and in, in the bad energies. Yes. So whenever you complain a lot, you're going to receive a lot of bad energies and bad stuff is going to happen to you yeah. because you are ungrateful, you are complaining. But whenever you are positive, Good things happen to you mm -hmm. because you are thankful, mm -hmm. because you are thankful to be alive, because you are thankful to do the things that you love and that you are allowed to do. So being positive is the best thing. Yeah. That's why nice. I decided. Well, you're proof. I think <laughs> no. For everyone that's watching, gratitude is the key. Yeah. You just said it. Gratitude is the key. Gratitude you're grateful, is the key. Everything will work itself out. Well, you're the proof because if someone might be like demoralized, they might say, Because it's easy for you, even like 10 years ago, to say something like, well, I'm never going to be a black belt because of this. And I'm never going to be uh, starting my own like program for people with like similar to me. I'm never going to be competing against the world champion. I'm never going to be. And you could have said those things and they were probably going to be true. But yeah. like you're 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 the real, you know, the demonstration that. And you know what I mean? You, you decided to turn it around. 
Dude, is there many factors? Do you know what what Jerry said last week? Is yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> we keep going back to that. So, Carlitos, we had a friend uh, that did an episode with us last week, mm-hmm. and he said, "The man who says he can't and the man who says he can are both right, and it's just the way you think about something. I can do this, or I can't do this. That's exactly what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, exactly. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah." Um, you just chipped away at that for a lot of people. You're like, well, no, actually, damn, yeah. I can't, I can't. Okay, I'm blind. Damn, now you know you've done it, so I can't say that I can't do There's it. No yeah. Yeah. There's, There's no, no excuses. Yeah. There's no excuses. Um, Carlitos, I want to ask you one more thing for mm-hmm. me. Uh, what advice would you give to someone uh, who's maybe our age, uh, like 21, 22, 23 years old, and like just starting out their life? What advice would you give them? To try to do the things correctly, you know, you you guys are super young and you guys have many good opportunities to success. And I could recommend that you guys should fight for whatever thing that you guys want to do. If you want to be a doctor, you can be the doctor. Study hard because hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. Constancy pays off. Determination pays off. So if you want to do something, if you want to be someone good in this life, you can do it. So stop complaining and stop like uh, doing wrong things. Because <laughs> when we are young kids, we do crazy stuff. I don't know why. Like when I was a kid, I used to do super crazy stuff too. And I did many, many mistakes. Do you, do you have I, maybe a story? Uh, or an anecdote that you could tell us? Something that uh, you can put out there, you know? We, we don't want to <laughs> air any dirty laundry, anything illegal on the podcast. Well, after last podcast, <laughs> talking about, you know, Savio and so I think we're good. <laughs> it's because when I was 19, I just became blind, I was pissed off, and I did a lot of wrong things. I, I was very ungrateful mm-hmm. with people and with everybody, so I used to treat people really bad. Mm-hmm really really bad and I, I was a jerk <laughs> so like uh, I was feeling that everybody was guilty mm-hmm. because of everything that was happening to me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh, uh, I didn't want to do anything like I wanted to give up I wanted to eat trash food and stay in my room crying doing nothing spending time wasting time mm-hmm. when I couldn't do something way better with my life, mm-hmm. like continue doing jiu-jitsu. I took like a six months of, uh, in Spanish, the, 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 the word is duelo. I don't know how. Duelo, like um, morning. Morning. Okay. I, I got six months of morning because of my blindness. Wow. And I was like super sad. I wanted to kill myself. Mm. And then I was drinking beers and doing things that I shouldn't do, you mm. know? Yeah. And that's something very bad that yeah. nobody should do, you know? Because sometimes you can become added to something that is wrong, that is going to yeah. destroy your body, that is going to destroy your health, that is not good. Mm. And also you're going to be wasting money in something that it doesn't help at mm. all. Yeah. So I did many mistakes, and thanks God, I was able to fight against that, and I was able to stand and to continue living and to become a better 
I'm positive person, you know. Yeah. I also think it's so powerful that you can share that story with other people because just going out and saying, I was in this place and I was suffering, but look at me now because I took time to work on myself. I also think that's such a powerful message that I'm, I'm mm. so happy that you're putting out there and you're helping other people because that alone is just amazing. Yeah, because people go through that too and it's good yeah, to no. hear. Especially in these crazy times. Yeah, crazy in, times. in the COVID-19 time that we pass, like a lot of people suffer from depression, especially when you cannot leave your house, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. So I understand that and, and I, I know it's tough because I passed through that, mm -hmm. you know. So that's why I always encourage people to continue fighting yeah. because life is a battle. Life is like jiu-jitsu. In Jiu-Jitsu, sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you should meet the people yeah. and you feel like the king of the mat. You feel awesome. You are, and you feel like uh, the, the, the best Coca-Cola of the world, right? Yeah. And then there are other days that you go and everybody kick your butt. They should meet you like four times. They pass your guard and you are like, oh no, I suck. Yeah. I don't want to do Jiu-Jitsu anymore, right? But then you continue going because it's like that. So in, sometimes in, in life, we have good seasons and bad seasons, good mm -hmm. moments and bad moments. Whenever you're having a bad moment, it's good to cry. It's good to complain sometimes a little bit, but then you have to stop doing it and you need to stand hmm. because hmm. you cannot is, stay on that stage, mm. yeah. state of, of, of how I can say, like yeah. a sadness or depression. You need to stand, you need yeah. to fight because if not, the life is gonna hit you harder. Yeah, but you need to fight. So it's a fight. It's a jujitsu fight, yeah. <laughs> literally, um, because you gotta fight for it. That's if you amazing. wanna survive and you wanna success, you gotta fight. Yeah. I was gonna ask just real quick because now I feel like now you know that you have to stand up and you have to fight. But in the moment when you were going through all of these things, we, you already said that your cousin was um, kind of an inspiration for you. In the moment when you go through these things and people fall back on it. And like they don't actually get out of it. They, they just stay in it and it's easier to stay and stay and stay because you get worse every day. Do you remember if there was uh, just a single thing that kind of made you change your mind and, and from one day to another? Or was it more of like a gradual thing? Was it like someone who inspired you particularly or something that happened? I think it was from one day to other. Because yeah. I wow. remember that I spent six months like that. Mm -hmm. And then this is the thing that happened. I'm going to share this story with you guys. Thank you. So basically, I was in my room. I was drinking beers and I was eating chocolate and mm. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. And then my cousin came to visit me to my room. He, he knocked the door, right? And I opened. He was like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, everything good. You're still drinking. You're still complaining. And I was like, yes, my life sucks. I am totally blind. I cannot do anything. Leave me alone. And he was like, okay, no worries. But I had a present for you. And I was like, a present? Are you, what you brought me? A, a, a hot girl or something? <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. It's something else. And I was like, oh, okay. So he gave me the, the gift. And, and I was like opening the gift. And it was a jujitsu gi. And I was like, Whoa. you are crazy. How am I going to do jujitsu? I cannot see. You are insane. No, no, mm. this is not possible. I am not able to do Jiu-Jitsu anymore. And he was like, 
No, man, believe me, you can do it. I'm going to help you. And I was like, I laughed, and I was like, you're crazy. I, I cannot do this. And then he was like, yes, you come. I'm going to help you. I am telling you, I will support you in everything, and we will go little by little, but you're going to do it. You're going to be back. And I was like, okay, thinking, okay, this guy is just kidding. He's just trying to make me laugh or something. So... Then it was real, like he was like, okay, I'm gonna pick you up tomorrow and we will go to the 7 p.m. training. And I was like, okay, okay, whatever. I didn't pay attention because I was thinking that he was kidding. Yeah. And then I started, I couldn't sleep that night. I started to think, could be possible? Hmm. Yeah. Could be possible that yeah. I could come back wow. to do this? Yeah. And I was like, I felt something inside of my heart that told me, yes, you can do it. Hmm. Do wow. it. Be brave. It's going to be hard. It's, gonna, it's not going to be easy because life is not easy. You're going to face many obstacles, but you're going to be able to do it if you go. Try. Because you don't, you don't lose nothing trying, right? So yeah. I start to say that to myself. And then like uh, I was able to sleep. <laughs> finally <laughs> and then my cousin came to pick me up and it was real mm -hmm. we went to the jiu-jitsu gym and all the people were watching me and they were telling me wow this is so cool that you are back we cannot believe that, that you're gonna start training again and i remember what when i stepped on the mat i cried yeah. because i couldn't believe that i was there and I was like, how am I going to do this if I cannot see? This is going to be hard. So that was my first thought. And then my second thought was like, yes, super cool. I am in the mud. I'm going to be able to do this that I love, you know? And uh, Because Yujiksu was always my, 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 my passion, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I lost it when I became blind. And then now this crazy guy is telling me that I am able to do it. And I am hitting the mud with my gi on. And yeah, about amazing. to do it. That's and amazing. then my cousin helped me like nobody's business. Mm. And I was able to do it. So it was from one day to other. Yeah. Because I always had like a, a lot of determination. When I was a teenager, the people that used to bully me was very mean. And they always told me like, hey, you cannot do this because you're not good. Because believe me, guys, I try all the sports. Yeah. I try soccer. I try basketball, even ping pong. I used to suck playing ping pong. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It was insane because my eyes were bad, you know, mm. so I couldn't see very well. So it was super hard for me to practice sports. So when I found Jiu-Jitsu, it was like awesome. Yeah. So I always try super hard, all the sports, and I never give up. So that's something that it really helped me that I had a very strong mentality and a lot of determination. If you tell me, you cannot do this, I'm going to try to do it one million times. And when I do it, I'm going to tell you, I do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I did it. So yeah, fuck that's, you, look at this. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that I encourage the people to have this mentality, you know? Yeah. If someone is telling you that you cannot do it, that's a huge lie. Mm. Yeah. That well, you. Wow. So that you, you are super able to Bro. do it. Yeah. You know? that's the, I think that's one of the only times where uh, 
a gi instead of a hot girl is a better gift, probably. Yeah. <laughs> As you said. In that case, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that story. That yeah. was that was so inspirational and just so amazing. Thank yeah. you. So basically, yeah, it changed from one day to other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, as I said earlier, like, God gives the hardest battles to the toughest warriors, mm-hmm. right? And I always consider myself as a warrior a because warrior. all my life I had to fight mm-hmm. and nothing was easy. Mm-hmm. Everything was so difficult, especially in high school. And thanks God I was able to fight like yeah. a warrior, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's why my project is called Blind Warriors because mm-hmm. the blind people are freaking warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, not only because they do jiu-jitsu, the ones that do jiu-jitsu, but because they had to do many stuff that is so basic, so mm-hmm. basic, like go to the restroom or go to eat mm-hmm. or wash the dishes. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Like, you don't have to wash the dishes. You cannot see. It's so hard to do that type of stuff that for the people that are able to see is easy, mm-hmm. you know? So, like... Uh, it's different because you have to learn how to do the things, the most basic things in a different way, mm-hmm. with different techniques Yeah, in order think, to survive. Do you think today there's, we've already talked about how like Steve Jobs made it easy with the iPhone. Do you think that there's some good alternatives and some good kind of technology that helps with all of these things or we're still pretty much not that good? Yeah, we're still pretty much not that good. Yeah, yeah there, there is a million of things that... We need to continue working on it. Mm. But it's progressing, you know? What's one thing that you would love to see? Hmm? What's one thing that you would love to see that we, we got better? Maybe with the, this more with the technology, for example, with the phone. My phone has a very good program, but for example, the pictures, uh-huh. it doesn't describe the pictures that mm. well. So it will be Whoa. cool if, if the picture could be more described, you know, like a, in a better way. For example, whenever <laughs> I am checking the post on Instagram or Facebook, it says three people standing and that's it. Mm. And I cannot, mm. I don't know what information it is, you know? Yeah. So, it, could be cool if they do something different, like uh, three people wearing white shirts or yeah. something like that, like giving more information, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, someone could like reverse engineer that AI yeah. program that we yeah. use with That's Adrian. Exactly what that would be very awesome. interesting. Also, for example, oh, sure, yeah. other thing that will be super Ooh, cool. Idea. Yeah, that would be a super <laughs> good idea. Other thing that I was thinking. For example, these times I've been losing weight and I've been using the scale like nobody's business because I am super obsessed with the weight. Yeah. And sometimes I eat a cookie and I'm like, no, I shouldn't do that. So I weigh myself and I need to ask people to help me to check the weight. Yeah. But it will be so awesome if someone invented a scale for the blind. They don't have like a, a scale that just says the... Like the, an audible scale. Yeah. That will be awesome. I don't know if that, that exists, but it will be super cool if someone created because you go stand and you will <laughs> and like, 135 you. pounds, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> 140, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just said you're fat, you're good. That's all I need to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, it will be cool if people will think more about those 
little details that yeah. could make a big difference for someone wow. that is blind, you know, yeah. with the yeah. descriptions of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, bueno, Carlitos, thank you so much for, for joining our little project that won't be so little soon. Yeah. It's an honor and it's super cool for all of us and all the people out there to listen to your story because it's inspiration, it's motivation, Amazing. it's dedication, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Blind Warriors, everyone on the internet, go check out Blind Warriors. Go check out Carlitos's Instagram. Uh, he's the man. He's a super tough competitor. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? I just want to say, please follow me in Instagram. <laughs> like a Carlos Alvarez BJJ. And also, come to, if you live in Miami, Florida, and you want to train Jiu-Jitsu, please come to Gamma Filio Martial Arts. We are ubicated in 2750 Coral Way. Your life is going to change forever. <laughs> All right. Yes, and also, also, I want to send greetings to all the people that had helped me. My professor from Ecuador, Leonardo Iturralde. Uh, my professor from Gamafilio, Enrique Gamafilio. Also my super good friend, uh, he also works in Gamafilio and I always bother him. <laughs> his name is Max, Max Campbell and his nickname is Pataflaca, like skinny leg. <laughs> uh, so I want to send greetings to that people that are very important for me. Uh, my special sponsor, Mauricio Padilla. He's a classmate from Gamafilio that he's all always sponsoring me with the tournaments and helping me like a big brother and like nobody's business and also to finish i just want to thank you guys one more time for this amazing and wonderful opportunity of giving me the opportunity to share my story and to share a nice company with you guys i i really wish that this podcast grow more Hmm. and that I am pretty sure that it's going to be a total success and I want to congratulate you guys for what you guys are doing. Thank, Thank you so you much. Yeah. Yeah. That will be all. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. 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 Oh.